We want to. This was uh, <laughs> Rebby right. level stuff we All were right. doing too. Damn it! All right, so okay, I just forgot to hit play record. So this is episode seventy of the Chance to Gaming podcast, and there was some really good stuff there. Probably my best stuff. Probably, do we get an Emmy for uh, podcasting? I don't know. Oh, that does. We can weapons. rebuild him. We make got, him better than before. We've got those uh, board game geek awards that we'll talk about later. You know, it was definitely worth one of those. But fuck me, man, we missed it anyway. Uh, it's episode seventy. I'm Adam Chance. With me always, again for the second time today, is Richard and Roy. Hello, this is Rich. I think Adam. I think you're just upset because it's not episode sixty nine anymore. I know. Why can't it be episode sixty nine every time? Where we could just go nice. Yeah. <laughs> Or just 69, dudes. Oh, man. I don't know. Richard, well, you should have hey, pretended hey. to be Roy, and Roy should have pretended to be Richard for this. Oh, that'd be bizarre. wacky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Uh, uh, this is Roy in West Michigan, where all of a sudden it's green. So, crazy that. Green. I'm good. I bet Michigan's really nice in the summer. Like yeah. here, and I mean, yeah, obviously it's even worse for Adam down in Mississippi, but in St. Louis and in, in the summer, it'll it'll be around 100 and be humid and nasty, and oh, yeah, exactly. we'll be wishing we were up in Michigan. Well, it's, I don't know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I, I fully, Just where I live. Our new, our new sponsor, the Michigan Board of Tourism. It's uh, all right. Uh, yeah, we could, uh, that, hey, I love that. That should be the new uh, motto of Michigan. You should put that on it's, your t- your car tag. It looks it looks like a hand. That's all right. Yeah, all right. It's all right. <laughs> and, and the and the roads are shit. <laughs> Potholes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But hey, Biden's working on the infrastructure plan. I have hope. So you know, we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I think nope. this. I, I think... want to be able to ride a light rail train from my town to Grand Rapids. That'd be awesome. I want to go my town to Walt Disney World, and it takes me there in like six hours. That'd be so cool. Anyway. Mm, that's right. well, since we're dreaming and uh yeah anyway you know i would also say uh mississippi could do its motto like we could do something like uh now 50 percent less racist i don't know it's something <laughs> something, something <laughs> like that i think would be work really well for so hey guys. adam i hear that you're having a um you're you're hosting a convention yes tell me about it speaking of a uh mississippi uh it, the siege of vicksburg.org oh, I still... hey but, you know, like I was saying, the siege of Vicksburg.org, uh, I got a nice uh, sponsor in Roger McGowan. Hopefully doesn't listen to the show and hear my talking about wanting a self-portrait of Centaur and, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's like just a, a joke, Roger. Like Are a sexy Centaur or just a joke. flowing locks, no, chiseled no, abs? Just a re- no, no, <laughs> make it weird. All right. I, I, uh, okay. You do you. I will tell you. Does he at least uh, have a spear or something? Okay. Sure, sure. Yes, I'll I'll do that. Um, I tell you what, Richard, I have been thinking since we're Roger and I are becoming close personal friends and uh, have you know exchanging emails. I thought about going like, well, you know, I, I have maybe can I interview you? I had this great podcast called History on the Table. <laughs> you should listen to it. And um, you know, and yeah, you and I could do an interview, and yeah. But I do I, it under yeah, a pseudonym. Matt's just my stage. Yes, Matt is my <laughs> stage name, and you know, so yeah. And w- you and I could interview him maybe, and talk, and all that. Maybe I don't know. It's an idea. <laughs> and I don't. He, he offered me fifty bucks I for a lock of his hair. I don't understand. <laughs> ah, I don't know. It's just yeah. Just. Is he gonna make a T-shirt for you? 
Anyway. Uh, yes. I, okay, okay. Right. I can't make Which it is... to your con this year, but I definitely want a t-shirt. So, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Left to his own devices. <laughs> Adam had this idea for a t-shirt of where he, all right. You know how people do, we've talked about the, um, that, that stupid card game with, like, sexy Rommel <laughs> yeah. and all that. What? The, you know, the, the, one the Barbarossa one? The, okay. Yeah. Yes, Barbarossa. And I'm actually, I swear to you, uh, I'm going to bring that to uh, Historic Casey Fest. And so maybe you bring that, it, I'll bring but, some scotch, yeah. and between the two, we'll have an interesting evening. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, actually, it's actually kind of a trope, if you Google it, uh, people taking uh, historical figures and making a quote-unquote sexy anime girl out of them. So uh, my mind immediately thought when I did this thing with Siege of Vicksburg was to take the two guys that are big in the siege of Vicksburg, U.S. Grant and um, other guy, and do um, just a t-shirt with both of them on there. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. I think it starts with a B. Whatever he does, he's not important. He he didn't get he didn't become president, folks. So and do uh, sexy anime girls with it and make that the t-shirt, right? Are, you, are they going to be in idea, tanks? So. No, 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 because it's Civil War. I would have, like, uh, sexy U.S. Grant would be, like, drinking whiskey and maybe her <laughs> pants fall down or whatever. But she's wearing boxers. It's tasteful. I'm not trying to be sexy or anything. And the There other should be guy, a cigar uh, involved. The other sec- okay, I mean, I might yes, be changing my mind on whether a cigar. I want to get that T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is just my idea. Uh, trust me. Yeah, Roger's not going to do this because, yeah. And uh, anyway, so and then the other guy would be like cowering behind something. They're afraid, and I don't know. That was my initial idea for a t-shirt. But then Roger McGowan comes along. It's like, yeah, no, hey guys, yeah, can you give me a copy of your logo, and I'll do you guys a t-shirt. I'm like, fuck yeah, awesome, that'd be cool. So maybe he'll do like a, it'll be like me as U.S. Grant or something. That would be on it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, guys, right before. Uh, we did this show, uh, started this show multiple times at this point. I caught up with For oh, All really? Mankind. Okay. And dadgummit, it's be- it's becoming the awesome Cold War space uh, show that I did not know yes, I needed. Th- things so. are getting hot. In, in a, uh, hot on the moon, I guess. The, the Cold War yes. is heating up. That'll probably be next on my list once I finish up or catch up in Expanse. We're in Season 5 now, so I know yeah. we, we don't have that far to go because Season 5 is the latest. Hmm. And, uh, oh my gosh, it's like I logged in last night to uh, to catch up on the two episodes I was yep. behind on, and lo and behold, there is a new episode of Mystic Quest. Mythic oh, Quest? Really? Yeah. Mythic Quest, sorry, not Mystic, Mythic. And yes, it's just as awesome as I <laughs> forgot. I, and in fact, I think I'm actually going to rewatch the first season to uh, get ready oh. for the next season, which happens, was it end I'm, of next month? I'm not sure. You're very far ahead of me. I think I'm only into episode three right now. I, I think it's May 27th is when the uh i'm just gonna pull that out of my ass i'll just say may 27th because you know whatever and uh yeah it is freaking fantastic and which made me think last night um i wonder if it wouldn't be as good if it didn't have mac from it's always sunny but i don't know 
See, so I've seen a little bit of uh, It's Always Sunny, and is that, is that kind of a similar character? Um, Very, very uh, self-sure? No, well, uh, yes, 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 in that. Okay, anybody who may be interested, you've seen the memes, you've heard me talk about it, whatever. If you were interested in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, skip the first season. Because it does not have Danny DeVito. Mm -hmm. And he really Mm -hmm. makes the show. Start with season two and just get on that train. And every single season, (laughs) it gets better. It is absolutely fantastic. See, that's the sort of show that my wife absolutely hates. So she would, I I can't watch it around her. Because she's like, why do you like this? She would. She would never watch. Yeah, I know. Mine's the same way. It wouldn't be like, oh, you know, why are you watching this? You know, they're just talking about some egg or something. Why is that <laughs> funny? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fucking fantastic. Anyway. So, um. Oh. oh I, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say I personally had not ever. I just, I was going to make a statement saying I had never heard of Olio. So, yes, uh, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, So, Olio Sacrum is an old-timey drink ingredient that I've kind of grown quite fond of. And it's, it's you know what a simple syrup is, where it's equal parts water and sugar? So, um... Okay, first of all, I did not know that. I had heard the term simple syrup and always wondered... What it's just it water simple? and sugar together. So uh, okay. oleosaccharum is um, simple syrup that has um, all the oils that are in citrus fruit in it. So like what I've done, and to eat, get yourself a bowl of sugar and then peel uh, limes and citrus fruit into the sugar and just let it sit there and it'll suck all of the oils out of the sugar or out of the, 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 the citrus rind into the, the uh, sugar. And then you can kind of boil that down into a simple syrup. So you have a, a sweet syrup that has kind of a little uh, essence of uh, citrus in it. Um, so it's great for making, like, lemonade. Uh, I'm having some right now with some uh, gin and oleosaccharum and some sparkling water. Um, so did you but, make it or did you buy it? Yeah, you just make it. You just made it, okay. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you have uh, citrus fruit that's starting to... You know, maybe turn a little bit. You can just peel it with a like a carrot peeler, and put it in a little bowl of sugar, and uh, have a kind of a citrus flavored syrup. I I really dig it. Hmm. Well, I was gonna make <laughs> that, but you know, if you, if you said okay. Uh, I mean, it reminds me. I know um, history on the table is big on tiki and if you ever watch his tiki streams it's really entertaining and uh, i got this great book from him called smuggler's cove and uh yeah i'm sure that's something mm-hmm. in here you know what um i'm gonna look in this book and see if it's called what oil it sacrum what are we looking it means uh oil sugar or sugar oil, oil. oil. all right so all right I'm all right look at this book real quick so <laughs> I'm 
There is a nice drink called the Outrigger, though. So, anyway, sorry, folks. There you go. And it's super easy to make. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, that kind of thing interests me just from a like a kind of a chemical mm -hmm. point of view, like what causes it to actually pull that out, and you know, this that, and the other. But you know, anyway. So no, and you put it in. Is your drink called a particular? I, no, I don't anything? know. I could. It's. No, okay. You just you were just like yeah. this tastes really good, and all right, I get that. I do. Uh, you know, a lot of things you're getting a lot of like flavored whiskeys and whatnot nowadays, and I freaking love buying those up and like putting them in just like sparkling water. Mm. You know, you do like a shot or two and just fill up the rest of the glass with it, and just like oh yeah, yep. this tastes really. I've good. really been been enjoying uh, Jägermeister here lately too. You guys are you guys fans of Jägermeister? <sighs> Not a fan. No. No. <laughs> all right. It's all right. You got to drink it out of the freezer. College. All right. Yep. College days. Um, there were two young ladies I knew, and their drink of choice was rumble mint. Yep. That's a cinnamon liquor, right? And... Oh. Or okay, was that the liquor? And it... okay. The fuck was the name? Anyway, it was no, sorry, it was Jägermeister and Rumpelmints, and I oh, can't wow. remember what they called it. And yeah, because I think Rumpelmints is okay. like hundred yep. proof. It's uh, it's peppermint. And, there's a yeah, there's a Jaeger uh, bomb, which is Jägermeister and uh, Red Bull. But I I just like yeah. drinking it, you know, just as a little like a, a an aperitif, I guess. Okay, nice. All right, and um, I did try their yep, coffee I like that too. that they did in the little shot. Yeah, I have some of that in the freezer, mm -hmm. and it's pretty good. But uh, by and large, I'm not that crazy about it. But what I was going to say was in you know going through buying flavored this, that, and the other and trying it, I found this really great, um, I think it's whiskey is what it's supposed to be. It's quote unquote apple pie flavored. Is it moonshine? And the name of the whiskey, uh, well, oh, it is yep. in a jar, and it's 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 called. Sugar Tips. <laughs> Isn't that when Mel Gibson called the cop uh, when he got arrested? <laughs> yes, 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 and uh, it's really good. And I'll I'll try to link it in the show notes. I you know it's just one of those things you discover on the shelf when you're in the liquor store, and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. this might be good. And it really is. However, it's made with real sugar. So when you actually open it, pour it, you have to like clean off the lid and whatnot with water. Otherwise, it sticks to it because it has sugar in it. It and, just all yeah. like crystallizes yeah. into into boozy rock candy. Yes, and then you have to like, you know, get a welding torch. <laughs> boozy rock candy it. sounds like a great band yeah. name. <laughs> Boozy rock candy, yeah. Copyright. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, oh, I I don't, I'm, just, I'm saying if, if, if you want that uh, name, you got to pay uh, me. You know, <laughs> I'll even take a case of beer. That's good enough. Yeah. I still need you to do that Kickstarter. But anyway. Uh, Roy. So Roy, what have I been playing? I've been playing Marvel Champions some more. It's a, um, a co-op um, Marvel, of course, based game. Where you're uh, beating up on the bad guys, so you have a. Um, how does it go? Um, you play cards out of your deck, and you're um, uh, defeating the the well. In this case, Rhino 
and and uh, thwarting his uh, gosh, why can't I talk? Thwarting his uh, scheme. scheme that he's that he's doing, and uh, it's yeah. So it's it's a Marvel themed game, card game. Did yeah, you move so on up. past the first level, Rhino? You? No, Are we're you still, still kind of yeah. fiddling around with the early stuff. Uh, and then I played some more Dice Hospital, which. So I've I've noticed that uh, there are plenty of um, of 3D files for uh, games, and I just wanted to throw that out there. And we'll talk to talk about Alter Dementia later. That there's um, you can go and find a plenty of these of these uh, 3D files to like accessorize all of your board games. So you know you could go and talk to uh, Mike at Alter Dementia and have him print off all, all that stuff. But anyway, Dice Hospital is a, um, it's a worker placement game where you're managing a hospital. And the, uh, your patients come in and you treat them and send. So like uh, the, um, uh, the cardiac center treats red dice. So if you send a nurse to the cardiac center, it will treat a red die and spin it from a four to a five. And then eventually, once it gets to a seven, or you know, ascends from a six into a seven, then you it gets pushed out the door, and and you get points for that. So that's a dice hospital. We have the expansion for that too, which we have not incorporated as of yet. Uh, the the U.S. version where you have to deal with the insurance and denying people, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no, but anyway. Uh, uh, so then I played uh, just this afternoon. Played some more Villainous with a. It's a borrowed copy of the Perfectly Wretched expansion, and I played Mother Gothel, which is the the from from the Tangled film. Um, and so her her goal is she has to get ten trust tokens. So she has to get get Rapunzel to trust her enough to win. And so if her in her realm. Rapunzel starts out at Rapunzel's tower, and every turn she gets a little bit closer to the city of Corona. And there's various cards you can play to send her back to Rapunzel's uh, tower. But there's so you're, so you're playing cards to gain gain her trust essentially. Uh, so there's various ways you can do that um, based on that. And then uh, the Cruella Deville villain is you have to collect 99 puppies. You know, and of course, <laughs> slaughter the puppies. Uh, ah, that's yeah, that's really <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> I mean, they they, they kind of so hand how does that whole... work with more than one play? Because, like, obviously, as Gothel, you're not collecting puppies. So right. how right. do how do you play against another player if if you're not competing for anything? You're drawing cards from their fate deck. So me playing Mother Gothel and playing against uh, Corella Deville. When I set a, a, my t- token on what's called the fate space, so uh-huh. if I if I take a fate action, I draw two I draw two cards from from Corella's fate deck, which will have characters or situations on it from her films. So like I'll draw Pongo from her deck and place it on her board that will kind of hinder her progress. And, okay. And and conversely. When um, somebody plays a fate on their board, they're going to draw from my deck. So, like one of the cards that came up was 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 Ulf the mime. Does is a certain uh, strength of hero, and maybe has a little bit of of extra 
stuff that they do, and that'll get played on my board. So that each each villain comes with two decks, one that they play and one that's played against them. Okay. So that's how it kind of kind of blends um, the different villains, you know, against each other. So you're not actually directly attacking another another player. You're just uh, sending some of their quote unquote heroes against them. So that's uh, villainous. And then, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, well, I was going to say I never watched it, but I have heard that Tangled is a really it is. You know, yeah, me it. too. I've I haven't seen all of it either. Um, and so then I played. I was on Reddit, and somebody uh, on the board game subreddit talked about this game called Ninety Nine. It's a trick taking game. It's a three player trick taking game. Just so regular I, cards. Please tell yes. me. It, Okay, please tell me it's about problems. <laughs> well, no. Like, you know, you you have 99 and a bitch isn't one. I'm just... Okay. No. No, all right. So it's played with a standard deck from six to ace, plus, plus one joker. So that gives you a deck of 37 cards. And each player gets 12 cards. The The odd card that's flipped up is trump for that. Um, for that round, if you're familiar with trick-taking games. Mm-hmm. So you have a hand of 12 cards, but you're only going to play nine of them. The other three are what makes your bid. So there's a little bit convoluted way to place your bid. So you can play your bid could be up to nine, and it's based on the suit. So like a diamond is zero, a spade is one, a heart is two, and a club is three. So you plan three three cards to make up your bid, uh, and it may end up being that one of the cards that you want to bid with is Trump, and you don't want to, uh, you really don't want to get rid of that. Fuck What's that up? guy. Fuck that guy? I was going to say, fuck, <laughs> the, fuck that guy, yeah. Um, so it's an, and I'm not real big on trick-taking games, um, but it's interesting that it's a three-player game. Um, and, um, so, I mean, it's kind of the same, along the same lines as like Westminster Bridge or Euchre. That's a, that's a Michigan game. I don't, have you guys heard of Euchre before? I've heard okay. you talk about yeah. it. That's about it. So you, you have a hand of 12 cards, but you play with, or you bid with three and you play with the other nine. Um, and it's an interesting little game that, and so your bid is private unless you choose to flip it up. If you reveal it, then you get extra points for playing with a a revealed bid. And then you can also play with your entire hand open, and that will get you quite a bit more points. Um, so that's a uh, ninety-nine. And we played this on on game night, and there was one guy who's like, I hate everything about this. I'm used to. <laughs> To playing with well, playing with thirteen cards in a suit instead of eight. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I don't, I don't like this at all. Uh, but it's interesting in that it's a three-player trick-taking game, which are not really that many. That many that are like that. They're usually four players, you know, with um, uh, playing partners or whatever. So that's uh, ninety-nine. And then I played a game of Wingspan on my new table that I finally have built and set up in my dining room. Um, so, you know, Wingspan, 
I don't care whether I win or lose. I think it's a, a very relaxing game to play because the artwork is cool and you know there's a little little blurb little flavor text about the about the bird that the the card that you happen to have um so you're playing cards into three different realms on your board either the forest or the grasslands or the water and based on where you place it there's some cards that can only be placed in forest there are some cards that can be placed in all three uh areas and so, like, if you place them here, then maybe you're going to get food. If you place them here, maybe you're going to be able to lay some eggs. And um, it plays over. <laughs> There's, I have not found a surfing bird in any of the Wingspan cards. But... What the hell, Jamie Stegmeyer? I am from uh, Stonemeyer Games. I know you're listening to this. And, uh, yeah. yeah, what the hell? What's well, there a surfing bird? <laughs> So that's uh, Wingspan. Um, it's a, and I, I put it out on Twitter. I said it's to me, it's kind of like a, a playable work of art. It, it does remind me of Roy. I recently pulled out something I got at Dice Tower Con, and uh, sure enough, there was a Wingspan uh, score sheet. Where oh, we really? Wow. So, All right. That was stuck in there. So I was like, yay, cool. well, look All at right. that. So look at that. I, it reminds me, I love that game. And isn't there coming out with a digital version? Maybe. I don't know. Tabletopia, okay. I think, has a has a port of it. But that's kind of a sandbox game. Like, uh, like uh, what's Tabletop the... Tabletop Simulator? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, so anyway, Wingspan. And then I have... I'm, I want to move on to D&D here. Um, we had our session... Session zero, session zero point five, whatever, uh, last week, and um, so the session began with my PC and an, another PC meeting, and we were brother and sister. Well, we had been separated, so we had this very long emotional scene because the the player and I decided, well, we kind of like to act this out, and then we'll jump time ahead, and then we'll. Um, you know, start with the kind of the main game because the uh, the so I play the the female character and he was my little runty brother and he came to me to tell me that our other brother had been killed uh, partially because of him. Um, was it your other brother Daryl? <laughs> it's my other brother Magnus. No. So it was, I thought it was a great scene. And then we started in with the, with the game and, um, I don't know. It it really kind of bummed me out because we were in the middle of a fight and, um, he got hit and knocked down and, you know, so he started making his death saves. Well, he, so he failed his first one and we had another PC that was down to two hit points and the big bad was trying to get away, the two-hit-point PC ran after the big bad. And I thought, i got to back him up. So I ran after him to, to try to take down the big bad. Well, meanwhile, behind me, the, my, my brother, his turn was after mine. So, mind you, he had one failed save. So he makes his second save... And he rolls a one. 
which is an automatic two failures, three failures is a, is a death, and he died right there behind me. So, and we, the players and the DM were kind of like, man, we need to retcon that or something. But the player was like, nope, the game has to have consequences. Oh, the player said that. Yeah. The one that died. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Which I don't, I don't know. It, it, it bummed me out. It kind of, um, I mean, if 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 the player was saying "Don't kill my new character" and the DM was saying that, I'd say the DM needs to back off. But if the player said it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it was to me it was kind of a bummer, but it really kind of gives my PC much more motivation to like take care of people. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about PC death? And this is like in a first session. As a DM. I wouldn't do it without the player's approval. But okay. if the player is is up for it, then sure. Yeah. So and, and that's kind of how I was was approaching it too. But I I, I lament the um, I, I lament the the maybe the lost moments of of role play that could have happened between a brother and sister PC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Whatever. We're we're moving on to session. I don't know. I guess I'm going to call it session one. I, I, I'm not sure if I call this a session zero that we played previously. Um, but so he has the the DM, uh, Finn Diesel, has split the um, the party into two groups. And so he had on concurrent nights last week on Monday and Tuesday had the two groups um, play. And then in the session that we're going to play tomorrow, he's bringing both groups together. And so somehow we're gonna. Total, what's the total size of the party after you combine? I think it's eight. Wow. <laughs> kind of a big group. Yeah. So uh, and then finally, I've been playing some Fallout Four, which is not a. I guess it is a role playing game, sort of. Um, I don't know. I've kind of gotten back into that. I'm I'm still trying to kind of figure out how to uh, to keep all the various. Uh, settlements that I've that I'm allied with keep them safe because I need to go out and find all the components for the whatever they need to uh, to to keep their settlements safe and and uh, from time to time I get this alert that like I, well, I need to go there and and help people out but I don't know I still like Fallout Four but I wish these people would kind of take it upon themselves to clean up a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean that. That is annoying, but you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I finally beat that game, and that, I I mean, it was so annoying that it actually became like a meme on the internet about, you know, just how, like, oh, hey, I'm trying to save the world, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so and so needs your help over here. It's like, (laughs) really? And you get there, and it's like one little crab thing or whatever. But yeah, anyway. Those those Meyer lurks are no joke, though. Uh, my yeah, I bet they're delicious though. <laughs> anyway. The little little drawn so, butter. Uh huh. So my uh, Star Wars Legion League ended, and I ended up placing third, which was really weird. So. Uh, guess we'll put a cap on that since it looks like legion is dying uh-huh. in my area 
or has died. And yeah, uh, so, how many players? What a reason people. Are... Um, somewhere between okay. ten and fifteen, uh, I would say, and I I think it's about three of three or four of them were unable to do all of the uh, finish all their games, but I don't know. It kind of happens. That's kind of a personality thing too, because you get people that are like, "Well, I I'm not performing well, and I don't want to play it out to the end. I'd rather just end it and call it a day and whatnot." So there you go. Um, I will say uh, it that whole Legion thing uh, caused me some issues that I'll talk about in just a second. But I was able to play some ASL starter kit. And I'm continuing to learn. It is weird. It's like all these things are coming back to me. After all these times I've played it at conventions, I can remember, you know, well, we're going to prep fire, and, you know, we're going to do this, and then we're going to, you know, defensive fire. Have you then, done yeah. any so. anything except for Starter Kit 1? Like, have you done guns or vehicles or anything yet? Um, I'm trying to think what we played last time. Oh, yeah. Specifically last time, I wanted to play something with mortars. Okay. And so we so that'd did. be Starter Kit 2, then. And that was... That was one. It was something with. Uh, we were in Greece for whatever reason. Oh yeah, I guess uh, regular so, that, regular so. mortars would be. It'd be like offboard mortars would be support, starter kit too. Well, uh, this one was in, okay. on board because I managed. I managed to get close enough to. Uh, well, actually, he rolled and broke it by the second turn. So, which was hey. <laughs> so anyway. And uh, I guess the last thing I played was I was in a 40k tournament yesterday where I placed ninth out of 15, I think. So, yay. But it was a problem in the sense of playing in the first round. I really could not... Uh, I forgot so much stuff that my army could do. And, and I'm like, man, this is completely because I've been... Uh, one hundred percent focused on that damn Legion hmm. League. So what? I forgot how. To, uh, yeah. What are you playing in forty k? What what faction? Uh, Iron Hands. So that's a. Uh, that's a, like a Space Marine, right? Yes. Okay. It is a Space Marine founding first chapter, and uh, you know, honestly, my personal favorite is Dark Angels, but I have problems uh, with. Fielding Dark Angels with the new Primaris Marines just for fluff reasons. And uh, so I chose uh, another chapter, and Iron Hands is my second favorite. And so there you go. Hmm. But I could have done a lot better if I had... you. I mean, honestly, it was, it was kind of a lark. It was kind of like, well, I'm not doing anything Saturday, and hey, we're doing this tournament. And tournaments are like, wow, okay, I can get three games in. They serve beer, I can, you know, drink and have fun, and my friends play and whatnot, and there you go. So, yeah, uh, I could have done better had I remembered what my army could do, and I blame Star Wars Legion for that. <laughs> Damn you, George Lucas, it's your fault. So, anyway. So, Rich, what you've been playing? Uh, moved on to a new game, Elusive Victory. This is uh, in the same series as Red Storm and Downtown. This one takes place in the 
um, Middle Eastern wars between like 67, 73. We're still in the, the planning phase. We're, I think, probably going to start flying planes maybe tomorrow night, or we might just do more planning tomorrow night. This one takes a while to set up just because it's, it's big. There's a lot going on. So looking forward to playing this one. We're playing it's. I think this is a 73 scenario between Egypt and Israel, and both sides have planes raiding the other side, so it's a two-way scenario. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, lots of Sam's going to be flying around. And then a game I've got on my table right now is Dien Bien Phu, The Final Gamble. Um, it's a, obviously a, a Vietnam game, early Vietnam, before the U.S. was even involved. It's between the Vietnamese and the French. Uh, this was pretty much the battle that convinced France to leave, and sort of hooked the u.s in um but it's it's good i'm liking it it's interesting it's got a lot of cool mechanics it's got um it's really as the french player you're just trying to keep your guys supplied and really alive the entire game you're completely surrounded by the vietnamese um which is obviously the historical situation and as the vietnamese you're trying to uh trying to keep your own troops morale up while you're trying to knock the French down. So um, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, it's still preliminary, but I'm playing that one. And then another game that we just started, I'm actually just kind of reading the rules on this one still, but we're starting our planning phase on this one too. The old, old game called Submarine by Avalon Hill. Uh, we're going to be playing that online as well. How do you play it online? Uh, it's got a vassal module. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how it works. We're going to play, I think we've got a referee and two teams are going to play double blind and we'll see how it goes, but it should be really good. I've been wanting to play this ever since I saw, uh, what was it, The Good Shepherd? Is that what the name of the Tom Hanks movie? Greyhound. Greyhound. Greyhound, yeah. yeah. I think The Good Shepherd was the book, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that a few weeks ago and been wanting to play this ever since. So I'm looking forward to uh, trying to blow up some German submarines as they try to sink our convoy. And then in RPGs, still playing D&D. In fact, we played again today, just the little solo campaign I've got going for my daughter. And Warhammer Fantasy RPG is still going. He told us the last two sessions each time. He's like, I think this will be the last one. And we're apparently really dragging it out. So we have one more, which is going to be a problem because I've got some schedule conflicts. So I may actually miss the last session. We'll see how it goes. So is this still the uh, the shadows or enemy, yeah the em- enemy, enemy within? within yeah yep okay yep. yeah yeah so, I, I, so I had that module but yeah we are right at the end I mean we've we've done everything we've ticked everybody off we've gotten in fights and uh, like we're literally at the point where you know we're about to break up the big well break up or get killed trying the the big uh, you know cult ritual or whatever we're outside the place where it's happening and they're walking out the door to try to stop us but that's where we are oh all right yeah all right so you actually broke up the occult ritual and then they turn around and you're like okay i'm leaving and you're you're like wait wait well we haven't broken it up yet we're like right outside the door and we're trying to break it up the the, ah, okay. the human sacrifice <laughs> victim is currently in a bag outside the door at our feet, so I think <laughs> I think we'll try to drag him away because if they they don't have a human sacrifice, they can't do their ritual. That's our goal. Okay, so are you? Uh, is it like a dead body in a bag, or is it no? Like he's got to be alive. He's got to be alive. We don't know who it is because we haven't opened the bag yet. But we caught them trying to carry him in. So okay. 
right. well. Yeah, we're like right in the middle of everything. Uncle Handy, what are you doing in here? <laughs> are you all right? I got better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Oh, man. All right. So, all right. And uh, I guess so next thing we have is uh, we have a sponsor that was mentioned earlier, but we started and stopped multiple times. I don't know if you heard Roy talk about Alter Dementia. So what did you mention earlier, Roy? Uh, the, so like the Dice Hospital game that I have, I noticed that there's a bunch of 3D files that can be printed that are kind of accessories for it. Um, and, you know, Mike can do that for you. And I actually, I, I looked at uh, the Thingiverse website and there's a 3D printed Catan board. So, you know, if Catan is your thing, he can he can print you a cool custom game board of Catan. It's not my thing. Yeah, I say I don't recommend it, but you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on! What's wrong with Catan? Come on! <laughs> it, 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 that's that's how we start. It's it's the it's the thing. It was okay many years yeah, ago. Uh, I don't like eat strained gateway. peaches anymore either. That was the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I get it, uh, but yeah, you can use the discount code COG2019, which is, what is that, like two years old now, and uh, get 20% off your order, and there you go. So are you guys having him print some stuff for you? How's that going? I talked to him a few weeks ago and didn't get back to him just because I've been busy with other stuff, but yeah, we were talking through email. I need to get back to him. Okay. All right. Talking through email. Interesting thing. So Anyway. So uh, I guess on to our next thing is what's on your radar, or sonar, as we call it. We can do that. Um, it's sort of a thing, and yeah, so. Anyway, uh, I love small-scale gaming, and the first thing I found was a 10-millimeter uh, Ratman, quote-unquote, army, because, you know, Skaven is owned by Games Workshop, and I uh, thought it was pretty neat. So if you wanted to do small-scale uh, Kings of War, this works really good, and I really want to be actually able to do this. And this comes from CenterMeterWarriors.com. We'll have this linked in the show notes, and uh, yeah. Uh, 10 millimeters is a pretty good scale because uh, you get a lot more detail and whatnot come instead of like a 6 millimeter, and uh, yeah, just kind of neat. And I'd never heard of them. Of course, they're from the UK, so, you know, where everything is, it seems like now, and there you go, so. Anyway, so, uh, the next thing we had was the, it was an RPG on Kickstarter called Orbital Blues. Have you guys watched, uh, Cowboy Bebop? Nope. I'm vaguely familiar with it. I have not seen it, though. It's, uh, a pretty famous uh anime and uh yeah this is basically kind of an rpg with it Mm -hmm. and uh what attract two things attracted me to it number one it comes from soul muppet publishing which does some pretty cool stuff but the other one was you get a cassette of music with it orbital blues and uh yeah cassette i would yeah a cassette cassette player that well, that's what the kids are doing nowadays, Richard. You know, it was like, uh, you know, vinyl. Everybody's into vinyl. So you had to go, okay, I want to be an individual. I want to be different. 
So let me go to the next level of media, and that would be the cassette. So once everybody is doing cassettes, it'll be like... Uh, yeah, eight tracks can't be far behind. Yeah, it's eight tracks, because I, I, I fucking love how everybody just skips CDs. They're like, no, no, no. The quality is too good to be nostalgic, so we can't then, do that. Well, we're going to reel-to-reel so, and then wax cylinders? Uh, well, yes, it will be... The next thing will be 8-track, then reel-to-reel, then wax cylinders. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. So. All right. And so then they'll hire a bard the... to come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm such a hipster. I actually hire a band <laughs> to actually come to my thing. All right. So looking at this Kickstarter, they want they had a goal, a measly goal of eight of thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars. As of this podcast, they have received thirty eight thousand dollars, and they have twenty two days left to go. So, this is a game about sad space cowboys. So, <laughs> watch mm. yeah, watch Cowboy Bebop and then play this game. And so it's like, I'll, okay, I'm attracted to the, the idea of the cassette. I love cassettes. And uh, for me, it was always the, I, I love the sound in between tracks of just the, I don't know how to describe it. I certainly can't reproduce it of just the, uh, the cassette turning. I've always loved that. It's very nostalgic for me. So I was interested in that. So it's like, okay, what do, how much do I need to pay for a cassette? And I look in here. And yeah, it's gonna cost me uh fifty pounds. Is that one? No, sorry, sixty pounds, which is eighty four fucking dollars. Uh, for the I get the game, the uh the book, the cassette, and the GM screen. Eighty four, eighty four fucking dollars plus you know shipping. For fifty pounds, you can get the MP three, which makes a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> I know. But it's not a cassette, Richard. It doesn't. It doesn't make the sound. I don't know. It's so weird. See, I, it's, 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 I hear Space Cowboys, and I, I automatically go to Firefly. I, yeah, Cow, Cowboy Bebop is not my first go-to though. Um. Okay. I know my friend David is going to text me with this, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Cowboy Bebop predates um, Firefly, but I could be wrong. So, I don't know. Uh, and then the other thing was, wasn't there actually a movie called Space Cowboys with uh, a bunch of old people, Donald oh, Sutherland? Yep. And, I and, think Clint Clint was in that, too. Was he? Yeah, okay. Hey, please tell me he pulled out his forty four on the moon and shot <laughs> some aliens. That would be so cool. And then isn't there a... Um, uh, oh, shoot. Who's the band? I did a song called Space Cowboy. Steve Miller, yes, that's it. Some, yeah, some people call him the gangster of love, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, um, the next thing we had was the Bleakness RPG, and um, I'm a fan of, damn it, what was the thing from Bob's Burgers? The, the Bleaker, I think. The, oh, shit, it's the, the Bleak something. Have to do with what holiday was that? Christmas. Uh, Yeah, because they all ended up at a gay nightclub. All right, so I tell you, let's let's look at this. Let's see. 
I have to do the music first, and then we go to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> the Bleakin, I think it was. I think it was the Bleakin. Yes, I think that's it. The Bleakin? And... Yeah, the Bleakin. Okay, yes. It's an imaginary spirit who is described by Teddy as the anti-Santa. <laughs> In the Bleakening, the kids believe the creature has stolen their presents, and Linda's improvised mini Christmas tree with her treasured ornaments and hunt for so, so there you go. It's, it's the bleakin. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna add that into my Christmas uh, viewing. Rotation. Yeah, we watched it on Christmas Eve last year. Yeah. So um, um, that's great. So. So the actual. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say just the the bleakness is a new horror RPG, the supplement Kickstarter, and it's about traveling a road to the north. Mm-hmm. So that's it's basically Adam goes to visit Roy, <laughs> and that's what this RPG is about. And I love this company, love this show so much that they wanted to make an RPG about it, and they wanted a measly five grand. They're up to seven grand now. You have eighteen days left to go, and uh, yeah. So is there anything big? I immediately scroll down. Nah, it's always a retail package. Nobody wants to fucking retail package. Uh, for a hundred bucks, you could be a priest of the road. You get the PDF, the digital, and you get a limited edition, hand numbered and signed copy of the bleakness. So there you go. So this reminds me. Sorry, are we done with? Okay. No, we're talking about the bleakness. Yeah, what's that remind you of? No, I'm just. I know it's. I know we, it's we gotta bleak get, in Michigan. Roy. We got to get rid of of, of Jeopardy. <laughs> there, there we go. My bad. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I, okay, I will say in my defense is uh, I have my own volume level for monitoring, mm-hmm. and it's it's down, so I can't oh. hear that that well as what we do. So sorry, well, that is that's actually dragging down the production quality. So and I bl- I blame Matt from his. <laughs> table, so there you go. The bleakness reminds me of a film called The Navigator, and it's a it was an Australian film that I remember seeing in college at the. Um, they kind of had my college at the University of Iowa. They had this kind of this pop up art house where they'd show films every now and then, like at the student union. That's where I saw Akira. And one of the movies I saw was called The Navigator, which was, um, it was about the Black Plague in medieval Europe. So everybody's dying in this little village. And this kid has this vision that they should go tunneling through the earth to save themselves from the plague. So they go tunneling into medieval um, Europe and they break ground in present day New Zealand. So it's kind of an interesting time travel where this group of, of, you know, backward peasants from, you know, the year 850 come up into like 1988 New Zealand. Um, so it's kind of an interesting film about, um, and I think the, the, the quest that they got is that they had to go and place a cross on top of a church, I think, and that would save them from the plague. So they went and they they when they come came up in New Zealand they you know they're following their quest to do the um I guess to you know you know make their their tribute or whatever uh, so it's kind of an interesting movie about 
about time travel essentially. It's called The Navigator. It's a it's a, a Australian movie. Okay, so this is the prequel to Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Way way prequel. So, yeah. All right. Okay. I have questions. I think first in my mind is. Why is Michigan Roy going to college in Iowa? Well, because I grew up in Iowa. Oh. Yep. Now I feel bad because I didn't know that. Southeast Iowa. It's what what we call Lapland, where Iowa laps into Missouri. So yeah, that that's the the hard edged ver- yeah of Iowa, where <laughs> you know yeah I get it. Where there was, yes, gang warfare all the time. And, yeah, it's just very Mad Max down there in southeast Iowa. I get it. It's, that is closer to reality than you actually realize. Except, you know, just, well, uh, instead of, uh, uh, you know, bodies bolted to the to the uh, monster trucks, it's it's uh, Confederate flags and, and uh, you know, the, the, the sexy woman silhouette on the mud flaps. All right. Two things. Number one, I continue to be appalled by the North celebrating the Confederate flag. Me too. Fucking, fucking Iowa. Who again? I could take you to the Vicksburg Park. We can go to the Iowa Memorial, and you can read the names of all those dudes from Iowa that died fighting for the Union. <laughs> and uh, uh, secondly, uh, yeah, you know, out of that, I lost my train of thought. So it was something. And uh, yeah. Uh, wow, Iowa. I don't know what's going on with you. Oh. North. It's weird. So Idiots it's, it's, out wandering around. I mean, I'm sorry, Roy. I mean, at least I expect it, because I'm in the South. I, I expect, you know, walking around to see the Confederate flag and whatnot. It's just weird when you see it in the North. Oh, yeah, huh? so. Alright, so somebody tell me about Phantom? Oh yeah, I saw this on Kickstarter. I thought it was kind of cool. I'm So it's, it's a, um, it's an augmented reality... Well, it's a tarot deck, but it, the so you get the deck of cards, and then the app that goes with it. And I guess you hold the and it's you hold the phone up to the cards, and they're animated, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, I don't really give a crap about tarot, but the whole AR <laughs> thing seems kind of neat. Uh, true, true. Um, I mean, come on, we've all da- uh, dabbled in uh, tarot in college with that weird blonde girl from you know whatever that dress well anyway, there were other reasons for doing that though uh yeah i know so um believe me i know um but the cards so themselves looking, look really lovely sure and you know tarot is a whole thing uh nowadays with collectible cards and whatnot so uh, this kickstarter launched not too long ago and it looks like it's based in slovenia is that like next to uh, Slovakia, the place you know from Marvel? Uh, some somewhere over there. Is... Sokovia is what you're looking for. Sokovia, fuck, oh fuck that up. Sorry. Slovakia is actually a real place. I know. Fuck, damn it. I'm sorry. Although maybe I'm right. Maybe it is right. Slovenia is next to Slovakia. And yeah. So you you pledged 385 euros, which amounts to 465 freedom dollars. You get 10 tarot decks. Ten guidebooks and ten uh, apps, I guess. I don't know. And a thank you gift. 
okay okay well yeah what do i do with 10 apps it's like well for your 10 iphones that you carry around with uh okay i i will say with this it it launched just recently because it's got 31 days left to go all they wanted was 11 grand as of this podcast with 31 days to go they've raised a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars so yeah uh, it's it's pretty fucking big it looks like for 50 euros which is 60 bucks you get a tarot deck so uh that's that's kind of cool but this um whole campaign is pretty crazy if you like scroll through it as to like all the extra bullshit you can get is uh, my personal favorite is the tarot cleansing kit, which comes with crystals and sage. There's a bag. There's a cloth. No. There's a mystery sticker pack. What the hell could be in there? <laughs> Whoa. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this comes from oh, Esra. Wow. She's the creative force, the jack of all trades, if you will, behind this project. She is an ex-art teacher living abroad with her husband so that means okay when they mention that they have a husband in a conversation with you that means you're a creep so back off so there you go so uh, actually you know i was just looking for something interesting to talk about on kickstarter but uh <laughs> I mean, all, look, all the strange I, weirdness in here I mean, look, it's neat. I love altered reality stuff. Uh, there's been a bunch of things with the uh, Nintendo DS and the Switch and stuff. and uh, It's just kind of neat. So, anyway, <laughs> I get it. So, what is Beyond the Sun? Oh, yes, that's also me. Um, I don't know. So, this Beyond game. the Sun. What's that? I don't know anything about this game. Neither do I, but it's on, available on Board Game Arena uh, in beta, and it's a recent game, and uh, Tom Vassell seems to like it. So, I don't know. But anyway, I want to try this out. This on available on Board Game Arena. It is a, um, a space civilization game where you decide the kind of the progress of getting to the stars, going beyond the sun. Um, and so it's researching technology... It's, uh, you know, basically bootstrap, as, as humanity, bootstrapping ourselves to go out into the stars. Just like Republicans want. <laughs> we, we, we take our bootstraps and we pull ourselves up to the stars. You betcha. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I want to try playing Beyond the Sun, which is available on Board Game Arena. All right. That's on my radar. Um, so I guess on to actual news, and I found this fascinating. And the 15th annual Golden Geek Awards nominations are open for board games. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, this thing board games. And I scroll down. It's like, holy shit, there's podcasts too. So, yes, please go over there, nominate us, vote for us, whatever. And, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I will absolutely say is, uh, I think for, I believe it's the best war game, uh, voting for the Ryan, um, Hellman. Heilman? Game. You talking about Heilman. Brave Little Belgian? No, the one Oh, after, the new one, uh, White Eagle Defiant. Ah, shit, yes, because I was trying to say, is it White Death? White Death? No, it's White Eagle Defiant. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, to go in and absolutely vote for that, and because it's a nice game and he's a nice guy, and there you go. So yeah, there's lots of stuff in here. Uh, there's so this, light, the, I, did, I, the one thing I thought was interesting on here, and I don't remember this category ever being there before, but there's a category called Zoomable Games, games that can be played over Zoom. I thought that was yeah. interesting. I'd love to see what comes up on that one. That's yeah, that's just how we're living nowadays. Yeah. It, and yeah, that's really neat. I mm-hmm. like how they split up game of the year into light, medium, and heavy. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the rest of them are, you know, kind of normal uh, with best video game app or, or ve- best game app or video game. And, you know, there's best print play, best solo, best war game, best innovative, thematic, cooperative card game, artwork presentation, two player game, which I, that kind of seems redundant. Just best two-player game, because I mean, uh, I swear to you, eight times out of ten, a two-player game would be a war game. Seems like most board games nowadays are for you know, at least have the option for three or more. But I always think of two-player games as being war games. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I get that. Well, I mean, that's sort of the default. Uh, I think that that's a niche that people are trying to fill, though, with games like Patchwork and um, uh, Seven Wonders Duel, which I don't think specifically fall into, like, I don't think, I would not consider them war games. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, that's news to me, and I completely understand that, because you're going to have people that are like, ugh, I don't want to feel like Panzers or some Viking asshole. I want to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, I get that. Maybe but... instead of two-player, it's a couples game. You know? Ah, so, I mean, that's yeah. a different way to look at it, I suppose. Even though it's your friend, you know, Brian or Ben or whoever. And, you well, know, you know, just like, you do yeah. you. We don't, we don't judge you. I know. It could be like, well, this is a couples game. It's like, it, it's okay. We just won't make eye contact while you're <laughs> playing. It's, yeah. Uh, and I guess the last thing we had, you're actually starting to see commentary on Gen Con, if or not this year, and Goodman Games is not going to attend Gen Con. That's kind of a big thing. They've been involved with Gen Con for a very long time. They're a pretty big company that does a lot of stuff at Gen Con, but the fact that they're like, mm, no, we're not going to do it is kind of a big deal. So, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how Gen Con actually turns out this year. And, uh, I mean, I hope myself to be able to attend. And, uh, but yeah, we'll see. And, but they are the first and so far the biggest company that says, uh, we're not going. Because you're, I've heard some things. And, of course, we're just going to say allegedly that Gen Con is leaning on companies, uh, and again, allegedly leaning on companies to say, well, if you don't attend this year, you will lose your spot next year. That sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen, though. Uh, I know, that's why I say allegedly, Rich. So, um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, because they can do that. It's it, It becomes... You say, you know, you. a lot of conventions do that. They give priority to uh, vendors and whatnot that attended the year before. 
And so if you didn't attend this year, you'll lose that, you know, speciality for next year when hopefully everything is uh, back to normal. And uh, although, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it'll be the biblical locust plague next year. They're not going to say, well, you you weren't here last year, so we're going to not have you this year. You know, if somebody has enough, can pull enough, you know, finances into it, I would say that, well, you're, I don't know, back in. Uh, Well, it feels like an empty threat, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, not necessarily because Gen Con is big it's you know probably the biggest tabletop convention mm-hmm. and it you know next year say everything is is back to normal and that would be Goodman Games lost their preferred status so Roy's company you know gets a spot because they attended this year and you know it's you kind of run the possibility of you won't be there next year because they'll be sold out and you didn't get a chance to buy in. Now, I guess Goodman Games is big, but they're also not like Fantasy Flight Games. So if FFG said, you know, hey, uh, we're not going to attend this year, that would be kind of a big fucking deal. So mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's... Maybe it's a matter of time before Asmodee buys Gen Con, and then they have Asmodee Con, and it's all and then, all of their uh, properties. And then fucking horribly mismanages it right to the fucking <laughs> ground. Fucking Asmodee. I mean that that reminds me. Um, shit. Uh, just dealing with uh, the Star Wars Armada releases that were supposed to be like two fucking weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's funny. The first of all, that ship in the Suez Canal is kind of responsible for fucking us up over here in the U.S. with that. But uh, Australia, of all things, of all countries, who always gets their shit last, has it all now. So they have the complete wave release for Star Wars Legion and Star Wars Armada, and uh, before everybody else. Yes, really? and right. all, all of us in the U.S. are having to look at people posting it on Facebook going, fuck, man, look <laughs> at this shit, you know? It's like, you've got all the ships, you've got that new uh, Rebel van, and, you know, and all this stuff, and we're just fucking sitting over here going, huh, all right. So, hopefully, we'll start to get ours in the uh, next couple of weeks or so. I know I want the two Separatist ships so I can start actually playing them. And uh, even though Legion is dying-ish in my area, I still want that Rebel van because it looks cool. I, I'm i kind of torn, though. I want to either like paint it up and then have, have it look like it's spray-painted free candy on the side. or <laughs> I'm a mystery uh-huh. machine. Or well, the other thing is, oh, it's like, you know, there was, there was well, painting it up like that would be cool, but like what the A team van. Well, also, again, that's really cool. But what I'm thinking is, there was a there was a big tradition in the '70s of like airbrushing a wizard yep. on oh, the side yeah. of your van. Yeah. 
So since Jedi's are space wizards, I don't know how it would be. Would it be like a, just a picture of like Obi Wan on the side, you know? And yeah, anyway. You know, you could do that I classic just... Star Wars poster art with uh, Luke holding the lightsaber over his head and and Leia clinging to his thigh, and you know the one I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, be, you know, when you're like totally meta. Pose, when you pose with your cool sword and your sister is clinging to your leg, it's a weird thing, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I dig it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm down. I, I suddenly want one now. So, yeah, I mean, uh, not to mention it actually, you can, um, you'll get to transport your character across the the battlefield without getting shot to shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, anyway. You can do it like the, the Breaking Bad van, too. Oh, shit, I forgot about that thing. The, um... Winnebago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Winnebago. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the papers coming out of the all, Yeah, they got all that stuff over there in you know Crocodile Dundee Land, and we got you know fuck all over here in the U.S. But you know, <laughs> yeah, thing. So anyway, it's kind of a short show. That, um, you know, brings us yeah, to the end here, and uh, yeah, and uh, we'll get back on track. I guess. Uh, two weeks we have lots of stuff to talk about this is like one of the shortest shows we've done in a while Today, even though we restarted it I think three fucking escaped. times but you know anyway so we uh, I'm trying to think this out uh, Faith No More is awesome Mike Patton is awesome and uh, I think that was about it this was episode 70 and, yeah that's about all you missed do so, I hear there you go. the faint strains of Frank Sinatra Oh, no, this is uh, Radiohead. Oh, okay. I thought I heard My Way going on there. It's exit music for a film. That's what I have started ending the show with. And, uh, yeah, so. All right. <laughs> so, there you go. We'll end early so we can go do the rest of adult stuff that we have to do today. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And so. Hey, Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. schedule your vaccination and go get vaccinated. Yeah, that's true. You got to get vaxxed and waxed so you can be ready to mingle. <laughs> that's, I'm seeing that everywhere. People that are like, I'm vaxxed, waxed, and ready to mingle. So you go. That's what you need to do. And yeah, so you do that. Do one right after the other. And uh, yeah, so it'll be awesome. I reckon we'll see you later, so good night-ish. So, there you go. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Sing.